The words we say to ourselves about ourselves are very important, so choose better words. We are so accustomed to saying, oh, I'm so fat, or oh my gosh, I I had a typo in that email. I'm so stupid. How could I let that happen? You know, we just beat up on ourselves. We're so accustomed to it, we don't even question it. Hi, I'm Lizzie Bermudez. And I'm Meredith Sinclair, and this is our Halftime Show, a podcast for ladies in the middle, that daunting and delicious midpoint of life. We aim to make the next half the best half, or at the very least, the most fun half. Like a throw pillow from Home Goods, we'll live, laugh, love together as we take a deep dive with expert guests. We'll be talking about sex, style, beauty, fitness, hormones, hot flashes, and working and playing in the Middle Ages. Because the halftime show should be the most fun and entertaining part of the game. Lizzie's pom-poms may be bigger than mine. Yeah, but Meredith can still do a cartwheel and live to tell about it. So join us here and on Instagram at Our Halftime Show. Because our halftime show is about to begin. Hey, Meredith. Hey, Lizzie. What's up, sister? I was waiting for the old... uh, Call out. <laughs> Hootie Who. <laughs> My very first blog that was called Hootie Who when you knew me way back when. And maybe I should bring that back around. Anyway, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to talk about what we did this podcast on because I think it's something that's just so freaking relatable to women at midlife right now. I think people are going to be taking notes on their phones or with a little notepad. And if you guys don't have your notes open. Just as you're washing the dishes, doing laundry, whatever you're doing right now, open up your notes on your phone and then like, you know, whichever one of these things that we talked about that really strike you, write them down because I think they were really good. So Lizzie, you, you, maybe you should tell everybody what we're doing today. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> like, well, what are you guys talking about? Why do we care? We're at that point in our life where there's a lot of change going on. And I think change looks different for all of us. And we've been talking a lot about that, you know, when we're not doing the podcast and For me, I'm going through the whole college application process. I keep looking at my oldest daughter and trying not to get teary-eyed, thinking Mm -hmm. in a year that she'll be gone, and really savoring, you know, the time that she's here. But also going, okay, there is going to be major change in this house. How do you process all that? Yeah, you see the train coming. Yeah, that's what we we've talked about this on the phone, like. I feel like I've I've said to you, like you are in the place where you see the train come into the station and it's going to leave without you. You know, it's going to keep going and someone you love is going to be on that train and you're not going to be with them, but you see it. And so it's that anticipation. You're in that anticipation place. And I am on the other side of it. I've done it once with one kid fully who's graduated from college and I have one that's in college. So I'm home alone. I mean, my husband and I are home alone, but Uh I'm home alone and adjusting to that new normal and that new existence. And it's so exciting and so terrifying at the exact same time. Yeah. I'm getting teary-eyed just listening to you talk. I just make Lizzie cry on a daily basis. (laughs) I either cry or I laugh. I'm just one or the other, the two. And then you laugh so damn hard, you cry, which is an MO of yours. So Lizzie, so you had been telling me about a friend of yours who you used to work with. Yeah, Colleen Odegaard. She's a life coach. So you've brought her along today. I did. And she talked to both of us about three things we can kickstart 
change and embrace change and deal with it head on? We actually, we asked her, you know, we said, gosh, there's so much we could cover, you know, and as a life coach, goodness, I mean, hours and hours, I'm sure she takes with her clients dealing with all sorts of things. And, and she works with a lot of women in our age range. So we sort of said to her, look, there's so much we could talk about, but could you give us like three takeaways that anyone that's listening could relate to and put into practice right away. And she did that. And she nailed it, right? Yeah. And there, in, in particular, there was one that I thought was great, was it called the three R's. So everybody out there listening, listen for the three R's. So maybe we should just jump right in with our new friend, Colleen. Yes, here we go. Okay, Meredith, I'm very enthused today to talk to one of my girlfriends who's also a life coach. She's a former TV journalist, and now she's a podcaster and life coach. And when I say she is doing the work she's meant to be doing, she is. She truly is. And today she's going to talk to us about tips for midlife. I love it. That she's heard from other women and that she's learned from coaching them. Hundreds of women, I presume, at this point. And lots of them in midlife, right? You said yeah. she coaches a lot of midlifers. Like us, that's what we are now. Let's bring her in. Yes. Hello, Colleen. Hi, ladies. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Oh, I just love talking to you. Yeah, thanks for stopping by. So one of the things we are asking our guest, Colleen, is to share their wisdom with us. We want three nuggets of wisdom, three tips that are going to help women at midlife really rock it at this age. Yeah. What can we do right now? Okay. Tip number one, let me just tell your listeners I am 52 years old. So I qualify right there, smack dab in the middle, right? That's me. I'm 52. Okay. Oh, very good. Okay. So tip number one is it's go time. By the way, nothing I say will probably be all that earth shattering, but they're great reminders for all of us in midlife. And I think it's good Mm -hmm. to reframe and think about these things. Tip number one, it's go time. What do I mean by that? You ask. So I did a podcast episode that I titled the back nine, meaning that at my age, I'm closer to the back nine or I'm on the back nine. I have more likely lived more life than what is still ahead of me. I don't say that to be morbid. It's just a good reminder. You know, when you're young and you think, oh, I've just got forever and ever, you start to get to an age where you think, gosh, I don't have forever and ever. So that's why I say it's go time right now with whatever the thing is that you want to do. How many of us put stuff off because we think, When the kids are in school, when the kids are out of school, when they move out, when I lose 10 pounds, then I'll create my website. When I have a nice studio in which to write, then I'll write my book. We have all these dodo lame-ass excuses as to why we can't do something. And what I'm saying is the time is now. We don't have to do all the things right now, but pick the ones that are important to you. True story, I didn't start my coaching business for a long time. I'd already been certified. I was seeing clients, but I didn't announce it to the world. And it's because I thought I needed to lose 10 pounds before I would let pictures be taken of me to put up onto a website. Now, that is a dumb reason not to do something. And I thought, am I more valuable if I'm 10 pounds less than what I weigh now? No, of course not. So I think that you really got to identify what it is that you want to go for and know that now's the time to do it. I love the analogy of like the golf game, right? We're on the back nine, like in this game, in this golf game of life. And I think so often we put off those things and we make those excuses because we're afraid. 
of something. And it's like, it helps us, it guards us from really having to put ourselves out there in that thing that we are unsure about. But what I'm getting from you is like, be more afraid of not doing the thing because you're on the back nine than being afraid of doing it. Absolutely, Meredith. Because I'll tell you something, people usually at the end of life, they regret the things they didn't do as opposed to the things they have done. Hopefully by the time you reach end of life, you know, if you were fortunate enough to live to be in our 80s and 90s, you've forgiven yourself for some of the things you may have done when you didn't know any better, but you regret the stuff you didn't go for it. And I'm talking about the stuff that keeps you up that night, the, this right. you doing this podcast that I know you've been thinking about doing for a long time, and now you're finally doing it. Like now yes. is the time to do those things. And I, of course, we get afraid, and and that's why we don't. And we and then we come up with the excuse, which is, oh, the kids need me, or this or that. The thing about excuses is they are indeed valid. They're real. But at some point, you have to prioritize some of the things that are important to you. So whatever it is, if it's writing the book, it's starting the podcast, it's, you know, becoming a yoga instructor, go for it. Colleen, I notice between men and women, when it comes to this regret, this go time, why is it that more women seem to be held back than men our age? You know, there's a study that was done. I'll screw up the statistics, but it measured how men will apply for jobs even if they don't fit all the criteria, whereas women will look at a job description and go, oh, oh, I don't make all that criteria. I better not apply. Like, I wonder if it's some of that, if that's the reason. You know what? I relate to that. I really relate to what you just said because I have looked at positions on Indeed for some like segment producer thing because I was like, I've been producing, you know, segments for a long time. Like, maybe I want to do that. And I'll go on and I'll see like, oh, but I don't know that program or I don't know that. And my husband will say, but you can learn that. And I'm like, I don't know if I did. You're right. Like, I relate to that. And yeah, I, I love what you said about like the excuses. What you just said is like some excuses are valid. Like, maybe you really can't do it right now because you have to care for a young child. But the question is, is your excuse about you and your fear, or is it a valid excuse? Like you got to like dig into that. Gosh, mm-hmm. we have so much work to do. <laughs> I know. I think we collectively need to grow a set of cojones is what I think yes. at midlife. <laughs> Collective cojones. We do. Collective cojones. <laughs> and I think we should make t-shirts that say it's go time and then like get the ball, get some balls or something. I don't know. And on the back, we've got merchandise coming your way. Yeah, it's go time. And, and again, go time looks different for everybody depending on what it is that you want. I'm not talking about something grandiose necessarily. It could be something very small, but take those steps. Okay. You ready for tip number two? We sure are. Okay. Hot or cold? Is it hot, 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 tamale, or is it cold, frigid, freezing cold, Alaskan I'm getting hot flashes all the time, so it's often hot over here. We're hot a lot. (laughs) What I mean by this is when you play this game in midlife, hot or cold, this will keep you from living a lukewarm life and help you to live a life that is more on purpose. Pay attention to the people, places, and experiences that make you go, yeah, this is hot. hot. I feel this inside. I feel alive when I'm engaging in this activity, when I'm around this group of people. Cold. I feel cold when I am playing bunko with the neighbors and all they do is have small talk and gossip about the other lady down the street's kid and what a rat bastard he is. Pay attention to those things. What makes you cold? What makes you hot? This informs you what you need 
to put into that go time category. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, we all want to be hot. We have choices. We have the choice and it's okay to right to say, this isn't working for me. I'm not comfortable here. It doesn't feel good to me. It's the coldness instead of being hot and to make a choice. And we are too old to like, like you just said, like live a lukewarm life where you're like, uh, I'll accept it. I mean, who likes lukewarm anything? Like a lukewarm latte, a lukewarm, a lukewarm bath? tub? Yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> That's the pits. You're right. Lukewarm is the pit. There are some things in life that are going to be lukewarm that you have to do, like pay your bills and do your taxes and st- stuff like that. But when you do have the choice in the matter, both of you, and, and I bet anyone listening right now, we've all been in that situation where we have said yes to something that was lukewarm. You say yes to that group of people, like, oh, she invited me to dinner. Well, she's nice enough and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll go when really they're not the people, they're not like your people. Like for right. example, from my own life, I really do hate small talk. I can't stand it. I so love when people, I. oh, I know, I know oh, that it's the worst. You. It I is the worst. It. You just want to dig in, right? You're not like, okay, how's the weather? Uh, like I can look on my app. I don't care. <laughs> I would rather know like, how's your marriage really? How, how are you really, really what's going on for you? What's great? What's not great? Give me the good stuff. So I would say yes to a lot of these sort of network thing, networking type things or the hashtag boss babe things where everyone's like, you know, so how's your business going? And everyone's talking about how they're balling, like a lot of other life coaches and that kind of entrepreneurs. And they're all rattling off, you know, all these things that they've achieved. And they look at me like, what about you? I'm like, uh, it was like jack shit this month. It was terrible. It was terrible because I was depressed and I couldn't show up for myself or from, you know, I couldn't, couldn't do it. And I felt this judgment and it didn't feel safe to me. So I was like, okay, this is a cold situation. Why do I keep going back in here? This isn't feeling encouraging and uplifting to me. This feels bad. So I'm more attuned to that. And that is what I think all of us at Midlife need to really pay attention to. Do the things that are hot, hot, hot. And they can be something as menial as my husband wanted me to go to an event with him very recently with another couple that was more work industry for him. And usually I play the good wife role. And I said, you know what? I am 53 freaking years old. Going to this dinner with these people, I'd rather have a colonoscopy. I really would. I was just like, no. At least with a colonoscopy, you get a good nap. You get a yeah, good exactly. nap. Yeah. And a good cleanse. <laughs> and a flat stomach. <laughs> and maybe lose a couple pounds. Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to say no because... It's not running towards the heat. It's not a hot. And mm-hmm. I just bowed out. I said, not going to do it. So when we can make those choices for ourselves, run toward the hot, leave the lukewarm behind and the cold. And no one's going to die, right? Like your husband probably right. t- was like, okay, whatever. Like, I wish you'd come, but it's okay. It's fine. You took care of yourself. It's better for everybody. And he may have gotten lucky when he got home that night because I didn't have to Because you didn't go. have to, right? Because <laughs> Lizzie had a cocktail on her own. And exactly. Then, mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. You ready for the third thing? I think that this is, this to me, and maybe I should have started with this because I think this is so important. This is important for us at any age, but especially at this point in our lives, we really need to get this one. Stop believing everything you've heard about yourself, especially the stuff that's in your own mind. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by this is, you know, the words we say to ourselves about ourselves are very important. So choose better words. We are so accustomed to saying, oh, I'm so fat, or oh my gosh, I I had a typo in that email. I'm so stupid. How could I let that happen? You know, we just beat up on ourselves. We're so accustomed to it, we don't even question it. 
And you can be sitting around with a group of your midlife friends. And that happens all the time. Somebody's criticizing mm -hmm. herself for some thing that she's done or how she looks or whatever it is. We have a choice in that. Those things, when we say, I'm not enough, who's going to listen to this podcast? We're crazy. There's a million podcasts. Why am I even bothering? Who's going to read the book that I write? Why would anyone read it? There's already been lots of books on the subject. When you say things like that, how does that make you feel about yourself? Crappy. Right. Yeah. Really crappy. When you feel crappy, Lizzie and Meredith, what do you do next? What kind of action do you take? Does it inspire you to go create content? Not really. No, no. Then it's just, a, it's a fear builder. To me, it just builds more fear. And then I shrink back, like, especially that content thing. Like when you're scrolling and you see all the, you know, what everyone's it's doing. It's a cock blocker is what I think it, it is. It is Colleen. a cock. It's a confidence cock block. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yes. So what I'm saying to you is that you have the ability to pick a different thought. So this is the beautiful thing. Not everything that you think is true. We think that because we're thinking it, it must be true. I'm too old. I'm too old to be a digital content creator. I'm too old to start playing tennis. I'm too old to get remarried or whatever. You know, all these things we think, they're not necessarily true. So ask yourself when you're thinking thoughts, is this true? Is this helpful? Is this kind? Is it true? Am I really too old to have a podcast? Well, that's ridiculous. There are old people with podcasts. That's older people with podcasts. That's dumb. It's not true. Is it helpful? Like thinking this thought is not helpful to anybody. All it does is muzzle my voice and then I can help no one. And is it kind? Meaning if I said this to my friends, would I have any friends? If I said, you know, you look like shit in that outfit, like girl, lay off the nachos. You look, what's going on with you? You would never say that to somebody. So why do we say it to ourselves? There's a process to picking a new thought that I teach. I talk about it on my podcast and I, I work on it with my clients because you don't switch right away, but you have to practice it over and over and over again. How would you start with that new thought process then? If yeah. somebody is stuck in that negative hamster wheel, where do you begin? Give me a negative thought that you're believing about yourself. I mean, I think a popular one that I can relate to is the weight. You're just like, oh gosh, here I am again. Here I am again. I'm so fat and my stomach's so right. big. Man, I, I would like to meet the woman who doesn't feel that way. I mean, I'm like, oh, if I'm up two pounds, I'm not happy about it. Two pounds. And this is where I'm saying I would challenge it and push back and say that you can become the kind of person who isn't preoccupied by this. I know that it is possible. So Lizzie, let's take the thought you said, I'm like, here we go. Here I am again. Like the, the scale is up. Right, right. Can't fit in those jeans again. <laughs> okay, there we go. I can't fit in those yeah. jeans. I'm so fat. Oh my gosh, I'm so disgusting. I've got to lose the weight, but I can't lose the weight because I keep eating. Whatever, okay. Those thoughts make you feel bad. If you feel bad, what do you do? Maybe you binge eat. Maybe you drink too much. Maybe you scroll on social media because you're trying to check out and then you feel worse about yourself because you see everybody's beautiful curated pictures. So I would say like, let's create a new playlist, right? Let's pick a different thought. What's a better thought that you can believe that is more empowering to you? I can move my body. I can, I can still get up and walk and be mobile and do things with my kids and my husband. So yes, even that right there, that thought, while it may not be like sexy, like, oh, I'm smoking hot and should be on the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, which is not a thought that you should think because you won't believe that. If you're going from, I think I'm so fat to I'm the hottest ever, your mind doesn't believe that right? There's the cognitive dissonance. But to say like, 
I can move my body. See how it's even just a more neutral thought. It takes the sting out of it. So this is what it is. You have to recognize that you're even thinking the thought, I'm so fat, my clothes don't fit to, I can move my body. This is a human body. It reminded me like at the end of a lot of the workouts I do, they'll say, close your eyes and just out loud say, I am strong. I am beautiful. Like, And they make us say it out loud. And I find that saying it here, I need to hear it sometimes. And it almost, it tears me up because I never say that like directly to myself. I'm strong. Thank you, body, for what you said, Lizzie. Thank you, body, for like allowing me to walk the walks I want to take, do this workout, play with my kids. And like, I find that I need to say it. I need to hear myself. I'm getting to that part. That's how you make the switch. So the question was like, how do you go from the yucky thought to the good thought? How do you do it? So the, the first part, John Acuff, who's a New York Times bestseller, selling author, he's a speaker, he's great. He says, um, retire, replace, repeat. So the way mm-hmm. you go from thinking the old thought to the new thought is you retire the old thought, I'm so fat, my clothes don't fit. You replace it with the new thought, which is I can move my body. I can move my body. And then you repeat it. So here's the repeating. Meredith says she likes to say it out loud. She likes to hear it. Yes. You need reminders around you all day. Because when I work with clients, they'll say to me, I mean, I'm trying it, but it's not working. I said, well, you've been trying this for a week. Like that's not enough (laughs) repeating. It's not enough repetition. So you put up things like post-it notes. For yourself, right? You put up post-it notes where you see like, I am, oh, I held it upside down. I am strong. I am beautiful. You say it out loud to yourself. Look in the mirror, give yourself a wink and a smile. And I'm not joking. I walk all the time and I talk to myself out loud. People probably think what is with that like crazy ex-TV lady talking to herself, roaming around the neighborhood all the time. I don't care. I've never felt more sane. So part of the repeating process to think that new thought is doing what you just said, Meredith. If saying it out loud is good, do that. And even if it's not good, I challenge you to do it anyway because people feel weird saying out loud, I'm strong. Yeah, but it feels good. Eventually, like once I've done that and I, I say that, to hear your own voice say it about yourself is really powerful. Because we easily say that to our friends, our mm-hmm. children, our mother, right? It's so easily just rolls off the tip of my tongue. Yeah. And we believe it for them. Right. We believe we it for do. them, but we don't believe it for ourselves. So the way to believe it for yourself is to do that, you know, retire, replace, repeat. And, you know, I have made videos to myself on my phone when I'm in a good, clear thinking space. And I say, you can do this. You have what it takes to get through this difficult time or whatever I want to remind myself of so that I can play it back to myself because there is something about hearing it in your own voice and really becoming a good friend to yourself that is the deal breaker. We're looking to everybody else to make us feel better. And guess what? It don't work. It don't work. Your husband will piss you off. Your kids will piss you off. Your boss will piss you off. Your employees will piss you off. We're, we're turning outside. Please like me, love me, think I'm great, tell me I'm okay. And we're not always getting it. But we can do this for ourselves now. And that's how you cannot get freaked out about the two pounds, you know, to just be like, it's two yeah. pounds. How long does it take to change the thought, Colleen? When you go through that process, I believe it's a long time, but you might still have the old thought, but then you can quickly, you know what to do. So like that's, that's to me what we're working on. We're, we're not working to never think again that I'm too fat because that's probably not going to happen, 
But what we're doing is trying to shrink the time where we're like, whoa, wait a minute. There's that old thought. I retired that. What did I replace it with? Oh, my, I'm strong. I feel good in my body. I'm glad I have a body that can move. Oh, yeah. Boom. Go. It's go time, right? Like we want to mm-hmm. shrink down that time so that we don't get lost in that. Mm-hmm. It's recognizing it and then putting into action the things that can change it. And you can move on. And that, like you said, it probably lessens as you go because right away you're going to recognize it more quickly and you're going to go, you know, I'm going to talk about myself like that. This reminded me of something kind of funny that my husband and I do, but I'm realizing now that it's actually probably something we need to do more often that's really positive. We joke around, like if we're getting ready and we we look good, like we are dressed up and we look good, like my husband would go like, I don't know how you even stand living with someone that like like this Adonis in front of you. And I'll be like, well, how do you even stand like living with this every single day and not want to jump me 24-7? Like we do it to be funny, but it makes us feel good. It's so weird. It is that hearing your own voice and like owning your own when you do feel good. There are times when we all feel like we're representing and like kind of hot right now. And we should like, Tell ourselves, damn girl, looking fine for 52. Like, I think it's so important to that self talk, really, really good. And retire, replace, repeat. I like that. So, rounding out the top three, if you could just run through those really quickly, just for our listeners can really sink in those tips, Colleen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's go time. It's go time, ladies and men too, if you're listening, but it's go time. Mm -hmm. Don't wait for the perfect time because guess what? The perfect time will never come. I know you know that already. Again, that's not groundbreaking, earth shattering, but really when you think about your time being finite, which by the way, is what makes life precious. If we lived forever, it wouldn't be so special and precious. The fact that we drop dead, that's what makes Mm -hmm. life so special. So now if you've lived more life than what's in front of you. What are you waiting for at this time, right? It's go time. Do the things that are calling to you. Again, these might not be big things. It might just be hosting a dinner party, but you get freaked out about doing that because you're like, oh, my house isn't pretty enough or whatever. Now's the time. Go do it. It's go time. Hot or cold, play hot or cold. Remember, pay attention to the things that are hot, 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 and don't do so much of the stuff that leaves you feeling cold, cold, cold. People, places, experiences, and stop believing everything that you've heard about yourself, especially the stuff that's going on in your own mind. Speak to yourself in a kinder, gentler voice, having self-compassion. That is one of the most important things. More important than self-esteem is having self-compassion because guess what? You're going to fuck some stuff up along the way. During go time, when you're like, whoa, I'm going to go do this thing, you're going to screw some stuff up and it's okay. And that's when we have the compassion. Like, gosh, like it's totally fine. You're just learning this thing. It's You're new at it. It's fine. It's good for you for trying. Let's go again. It's all the stuff we tell our children, right? And right. we believe it for them. We need to believe it for ourselves. And here's a perfect example. Colleen showed compassion on us because this is our second recording of this interview. We <laughs> fucked up the first one. And here we are again. And it's so much better. So thank you, Colleen, for doing that for yes, us. Yes, of course. I love those tips. I absolutely love those people. You should write those down on post-its and hang those all over your walls. Okay, we'd like to leave and end our interviews with something that you are just mad crazy about right now that you cannot stop talking about, maybe with your girlfriends or coworkers. It could even just be like, you found great mascara. Like anything that you're just like, oh, I'm digging this right now. Well, it's podcasts. I wish I had a sexier answer for you, but this is kind of, this is kind of a sexy answer. So there is a podcast that I love. It's called 
foreplay, couples and sex therapy. This is a great podcast for, they offer a lot of help to particularly people in long-term relationships when things have gotten a little stale, a little boring, a little dry, a little routine, a little perfunctory. (laughs) Perfunctory. Any more adjectives? That's a fun word. (laughs) Thank you very much. Isn't that great? We're aiming for the, not the lowest common denominator, right? (laughs) Yes. Let's elevate this. Everyone's Googling perfunctory right in this very moment. I love I'm a word girl, so you bring it. <laughs> okay. So, okay, say the name of the podcast again, because we all want to l- listen to this sexy podcast. Foreplay, Couples and Sex Therapy. It's not for the faint of heart. They say all the words and they talk about a lot of things. Sexual. So, you you know, if you're cool Ooh. with that. But it's uh, it's very interesting. I think they teach about it, you know, about a topic I think that is not often talked about enough. Because when, you know, you're in a long-term marriage and your sex life is not what it should be, it can really destroy a marriage. So I tell people about this podcast all the time. I love that. And it goes right with what you said, your tip, which was go toward the hot stuff while you are putting that into like (laughs) literal work, like literal action. Yes. That podcast, I don't remember her name, but somebody had written into the podcast asking about, I don't know how to talk dirty to my partner. And I just went, oh dear God, we're going to have to hear this conversation. And this gal did it in such a lovely way. And she said, okay, you're a beginner. This is going to feel awkward. And it was this tutorial of like, you don't have to go for porn star status right out of the gates. Mm-mm. Oh my gosh, Lizzie, I'm going to go listen to that right now. Because I have so many words running through my head that she could be <laughs> saying. I'm actually really good at this part. <laughs> I'm just thinking, ooh. Give me a what call. What can I honey. add to my repertoire? <laughs> oh my lord. That's great. That's great. I'm glad you're good at it. <laughs> oh my gosh, Colleen, thank you so much for these three tips and this sexy podcast that we're all gonna go and look up. It's so fun to have you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate it. And how can people find you, Colleen? Where's the best place for them to go? Yeah, my website is ColleenOdegaard.com. I think you'll probably put it in the show notes. Absolutely. Also, my podcast is called Wake Up to Your Life, and you can listen to Wake Up to Your Life on whatever podcast platform you like to use, and follow me on Instagram. Thank you so much, dear friend. Thank you. You're beautiful, you're gorgeous and smart. Yes, go hot, people. (laughs) Keep it spicy. Bye. (laughs) Meredith, didn't you just love those tips? I did. Mine that I wrote down was, it's go time. Yeah. It's definitely go time. I like that one so much just because we know it. We we feel that it's go time. But I feel like I am definitely going to like put that on my refrigerator and just apply it to a lot of different areas of my life with right. different relationships for my own self, even with my kids, like even with my dog, maybe. <laughs> Let's go, Zelda. Let's go play. No, it's just that sort of... It's not an urgency, but it's just a call to action, which I really liked. And it's so apropos for our halftime show podcast too. That's yeah. why I loved it. I feel like I would love to hear from like listeners about how they're going to apply any of yes. these, but especially like it's go time. Have, has this inspired you to do anything that you have been waiting on? Absolutely. So thank you guys so much for, for listening to us. And if you loved it, if you found it helpful, please go and leave us a a five-star review on any of the 
podcast platforms that you listen to. Tell your friends, share it with your friends, and give us a follow on Instagram. We have our handle is our halftime show. And leave us your comments, send us your questions and ideas. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, we would. We really would. We like to hear what you guys have to say and what you even might, maybe there's something that you want us to talk about or find somebody, an expert, a specific expert. Let us know. And thanks for listening, you guys. Toodaloo. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of our halftime show. We hope you had fun and learned a little something along the way. We'd love to hear from you, our incredible Halftime Show squad. So come say hey over on Instagram at Our Halftime Show and let us know what topics you'd like us to tackle. Things we should try so you don't have to or fun guests we should beg to come over and play. And if you're a fan of this podcast, we'd be ever so grateful if you leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. This helps our show get in front of new listeners and lets us know what you're finding most helpful and entertaining. And remember, in the middle of that next hot flash, the halftime show is always the most fun part of the game.